I'm Maddie. And I'm Ryan. And this is The Mutant Ages, a show where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men and cry. Yeah, this episode. <laughs> Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. The power to care about the X-Men and the mutant brotherhood. No. have so many thoughts that i was thinking about before we recorded this episode i like i was out walking the dog and i was already running the episode through my head about what i wanted to say yeah it's so much but i think the first thing i do want to say about this episode which i don't think i've ever done this before any episode of the mutant ages but i am gonna say there should be a, a trigger warning before this episode because yeah especially if you're a, a queer kid or person of any age like this is a an episode that is pulling directly from that it cannot be pulling from anything else it's like if you're gay bi or trans basically and if you're not getting the support or love from your family and if you're being shunned for that and being told that there's something wrong with you or they're trying to convert you into being straight if you have had any of those experiences or trauma, you should be warned that that is what this episode is based on. It is. And there's no other way to interpret the metaphor here. No, this is absolutely a queer metaphor. Like It doesn't work as like a racism metaphor or like, you know, any of the other metaphors an immigration metaphor. We've talked about that or um, Islamophobia, like all the things that were sort of floating around in the in yeah. American air at the time. None of that works here. This episode is 100 percent. This is the queer metaphor. And I would also say there's some literal moments here that just feel homoerotic or sort of I mean, we can get into it, but it, it feels like this episode is truly trading in both in a really, really I, big yeah, way. I agree. I also feel like there's pieces of this where Warren, what he goes through, I mean, it's not only like a hate crime that happens to him, but yes. it also reminds me a lot of like sexual assault in a way. Yeah. It's like, me it, too. it just really plays on this. And I will say this is actually one of the better things about this episode because this last week, we also had a really emotionally captivating episode. And mm -hmm. my biggest complaint about Wolverine and the X-Men is that it has not had the emotional weight that X-Men Evolution or TAS has had. There's been yeah. a few episodes here. Like the first three episodes were really good. The first three are great. And then we've loved all the stuff in the future, which isn't like emotionally heavy. It's just a lot of fun. Well, the Polaris episode was, I would say. Yeah, I feel, I feel like we're stepping into that X-Men Evolution emotional depth territory again absolutely and this episode really works with the warren we saw in evolution where he hated himself at that time and then now we're seeing a warren who has come to love himself and be like these wings are not only a part of me they are me 
Like, yeah, this is who I, mean, I am. There's like a whole bunch of stuff about pride in here. There's yeah. a lot of stuff in here, even with Logan, that I was like, because Logan has one of his bullshit moments, but for once, in this I episode, I feel like it worked, and I it was worked like, really well, and it was tragic. I felt bad for Logan. Like it's not a happy. There are no jokes in this episode. Usually, they put like there's no B plot. There's just nope. one plot. No jokes. Straight up, some really grim shit. I mean, it, there's like a really comical moment where Mister Sinister appears and is Mister Sinister. I mean, Mister Sinister is always comical in a way, but he is actually supposed to be like a horror character in this episode, and he kind of still is that. Okay, well, there's a part where he like pops out the shadows and he's literally bopping his head around while he talks, and I'm like, he's so sassy. Why is he being so sassy? He's but he's perfection. He's he's Mister Sinister, and uh, Warren's dad in this like interesting character, really interesting. interesting portrayal of a of a person who is deeply bigoted yeah. against their own child I, yeah and eventually he comes around towards the end of this episode after he loses absolutely everything in his life like his company his son but it's too like late his his friends and he's like oh yeah it's too late but honestly I don't even feel like that's enough. I think he needs to be punished more because what <laughs> yeah. Warren's dad does in oh, this yeah. is so unforgivable to a level that I was like I fucking hate this guy like you yep. cannot I mean, they good kudos to the writers because in the X Men comic books, like characters like Senator Kelly, like can be redeemed. But in this show, they are so evil that you're like, wow. Uh, like this is the difference between these villains versus like Disney villains, where you're kind of on the side with the Disney villains. But in this show, you are not on the side with the villains. You want them all to die. And General Moss is in this, and he like is also awful. Oh my yeah. god, it's like. Really awful. And we don't see a lot of the X-Men. It's just Logan, Hank, and Aurora. Aurora gets a lot of good moments in this where she's just basically running around doing damage control for everybody's emotions because, like, Aurora is, like, one of the the few X-Men who, out of the gate, didn't hate herself for being a mutant and was Mm -hmm. very proud of who she is. And, you know, being proud of being a mutant and kind of queer and a black woman and Mm -hmm. has always pushed for other characters to feel that way. So she is very sympathetic in this episode and very empathetic. And I loved that about her. It was nice to get to see the side of her where she is not sidelined or passed out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not just about her powers. She actually gets to use her powers a couple times as well, though, and have have some cool moments. I feel like we could go. I am jumping all over the place and we can talk about it when we talk about it. But I just want you all to know this is probably one of the best episodes of the series and of any X-Men TV show I've seen because it's very real. And it and I just wanted to let you know that if you're going to watch this episode, like just be aware that the material it deals with like is really dark. I I didn't have a lot of time to watch the TV show during the week because I had a really, really long work work week. So I was really down to the wire watching this last night before bed. And the anxiety that Warren's dad gave me in this episode kept me up the entire night to the point where I only got like three hours of sleep. And I come from a family that was supportive and embracing me of being gay. And so is Maddie. But like, we're still very empathetic to this situation and Mm -hmm. like, it's a very real situation and how terrifying that is. And I think that's like the reality and we're not even experiencing that firsthand. So people that are like, like if, and if you're somebody that experiences that, just be warned before you watch this episode, because it is really awful. And the language that they use, even with the cure that they introduce is just like, it's horrifying. Like this is just a really grim and tragic episode across the board. So anyway, do you, are you ready to talk about this? Matt, Maddie cried watching the episode. I cried watching it. I cried during the conversation that Warren and his dad have, which is a really long conversation. And it just, 
I mean, it didn't remind me of conversations with my parents because this isn't how they treated me, but it did remind me of, you know, news stories I've read about especially things trans kids are going through right now. A lot of yeah. a lot of rhetoric is against trans kids in particular, which is really only just a hop, skip and a jump from any type of gender nonconformity, including like being attracted to the wrong gender. And it's all to me, it's all connected. It's all going to lead to the same end, which is just queer people being told that they're wrong. Yeah. So the way that Warren's dad frames it as being like, I'm actually just worried about you. It's so toxic and so fucked up and it's so common to hear that even now yeah. and like to to have the parent being like I actually care about you and that's why I have to hurt you. It's so upsetting. Like the way that it's written is so great and it's yeah. reflective of such a real thing, but it did make me cry because I was just like this is like triggering me. Like this no, is No, there like- was like a part of this later on where Warren's screaming that he is who he is and yes. his dad's like no no no, you don't understand. You're just sick in the head yeah, and like that's so- you don't understand that you need to be cured because you're so sick and I'm going to take care of you. That was the scene that was making me cry because I was like this is so fucked up. It's like I I cannot. I it's all right. Horrible. We got to talk about this episode because it's <laughs> know, really it's, good. It is really good, but you know, take breaks, listeners. Be good to <laughs> yeah. yourselves. Um, yeah. So previously on the X Men. Oh yeah, take over. Uh, so so we get to see this scene again where Senator Kelly is saying this wildly fucked up thing from the last episode where it, Project Wide Awake is happening and um, the MRD is going door to door. And here's how Senator Kelly sort of describes it. He's like. To any mutant who refuses to come forward voluntarily, I guarantee we will find you. We will go door to door, march into every home. Let it be known here and now that your days are numbered. Whoa, terrible. (laughs) And then we go a flashback all the way to the very, very beginning of the show. The first pilot episodes where Warren and his father are having a conversation outside of Senator Kelly's rally. And Warren is saying to his dad, isn't it bad enough he gets our money? I have to cheer him on too. And Warren Sr. is like, that man's a champion of the people. And young Warren is like, some people, not all of us. I'm gay, dad, and I hate this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Then we get to see, once again, the flash forward to the episode we just watched last week, Backlash, where Warren is talking to Beast, And he's like, I'm going to come out of the closet. I'm going to be an X-Man again because the Sentinels are here and we're going to fucking die. And Beast is like, are you sure? Because your dad is going to see you doing that. And Warren is like, I can't let him control who I am, which, again, is a line where I'm like, this is just about being gay. Like, there's no other metaphor happening. No, there is moment. This is the only one that we're seeing is just that. And then we see the quick shots of um, Warren fighting the Sentinels outside the facility yeah. and his father watching Warren. Yeah, Warren is basically going to like a, a pride rally, basically, is what's happening. Basically, here. but it's like more than just a pride rally. It's like he's going to Stonewall. Like he's well, yeah. fighting the cops. Right. You know, like along with his fellow gays. Like he is out there fighting the cops, like throwing bricks and being like, give us our fucking rights. And his dad is seeing this and being like, oh my God, my son is marching with the queers because he's queer. And it's really fucking sad. So anyway. Then we go to a bunch of shots of the camera twirling around above New York City. It's like in the perspective of Warren flying around, just to explain what this is. <laughs> but it takes it takes a while for them to reveal that. We just see the camera doing bird's eye view, but it's actually Warren's eye view. Uh, and then we get to see this young man who is getting arrested and put into an MRD tank. 
this whole part is so gay. Oh, well, I mean, way. everything in this episode is gay. This is a gay episode. I know, but like, this is one of the scenes where I'm like, this is just literally gay. Like, they have a male character who is the distress character who Warren rescues romantically. Like, the entire framing of this, I just, I don't see how you can interpret this any other way. Like, I just, I don't know. Anyway, it's, so the reason in part why these MRD guys are doing this in the way that they are is because they're also trying to bait Warren into trying to rescue this guy. Um, and they have a sniper on the roof. They're trying to get right. Warren. Right. And so Warren is kind of prepared for them and we kind of see him doing something that apparently he's been doing this whole time, which is rescuing mutants from being taken by the MRD just on his own. Like he's not even working with the X-Men. He's just doing this mission completely by himself. Right. So Colonel Moss is there. He's running the mission. He's like talking to the sniper on the walkies being like, get ready. Fucking the mutant in the sky is going to fly in. We got to be ready. So Warren flies down after the tank knocks the sniper off the roof to the ground. That's a murder, by the way. <laughs> you know, I'll but let I'm it in slide. favor of it. I'm in favor of it. I'm just pointing out Warren is fucking hardcore killing cops right now. I love it. Love to see it. So he knocks the sniper off the roof. The sniper falls to the ground and hits one of the other MRD guards. So only one guard manages to get into the tank with yeah the mutant who they're kidnapping and Colonel Moss is the one driving the tank, by the way. So they take off and Warren leaps on top of the tank and is trying to get in. And the guard in the back starts firing wildly, like just firing his gun. Okay, but that MRD soldier also tells that mutant, he's like, don't move or breathe. Yeah. Like, what a fucked up thing to say. I know. And also, it's this MRD soldier firing everywhere that ends up making the tank veer off course and flip over, by the way. <laughs> well, the MRD has been posed as pretty incompetent, which is But I'm fair. just pointing it out because later, Warren gets blamed for it. Like, Colonel Moss is like, this is payback when he's, like, beating the shit out of Warren later. Oh, my God. That is so awful. I'm just saying, Colonel Moss interprets that as, like, Warren is the person who flipped over the tank. And it's like, no, dude, your own guy firing his gun into the ceiling of the tank i get that's the i read it very differently where i thought colonel moss was like this is just payback for you intervening all these different times that's kind of what i thought i think it's a combination of things because in that scene colonel moss has his arm in a sling which i think happens in this scene i think he breaks his arm oh in this scene well he should have broken more to be honest (laughs) i agree (laughs) but i'm just i'm just pointing it out right i feel like there's a little plot happening there where Colonel Moss is blaming Warren for the actions of the MRD in a way. Not that, I mean, it's complicated, I guess, but anyway. It is complicated. I get get what you're saying. I'm here for that. So the tank flips over. Colonel Moss and the guard are knocked out. Warren, there's this beautiful shot of Warren opening the door to the tank and they backlight him like he's a beautiful angel, which is a classic shot of Warren. And the, the other young man is looking up at him, which this is so... Gay? Romantic and gay, <laughs> by like, the way. Are they going to kiss? It seems like it. And like the guy is like stuttering when he talks to Warren in like a really cute way where he's like, oh, oh my oh, God. You're, you're so hot. You're, <laughs> you're the so angel. It's I mean, like fair. Cute. Warren is beautiful. He's gorgeous. And Warren is like, I suggest you find a place to hide. Leave the city if you must. Understand. And then flies away. And we see the guy walking out and watching Warren fly away like, damn. 
It's my what angel. What a hot ass. I know. I love it. And then who shows up, Brian? We have to make it super gay because oh Mr. Sinister is just standing in an alley, which is Why? really funny. I don't this know. This is the only funny parts of the episode. So like we need to treasure it. Sinister just says my angel in a sexy voice to no one. <laughs> I don't know why he's in the alley. He goes, my angel. Ah. And it's like sinister. This had me wondering, like, none of this is in the episode, but I was like, does sinister pretend to be the doctor and like remove Warren's wings? Like, so that he can kidnap Warren because he seems like, I know that's not part of it, but like, this is, this is showing us like that sinister from the very beginning is like, I want that. I want that pretty boy to be mine. He's like, I want to tap that ass with my tubes and tentacles. He sure right, does. Mr. Sinister is I just agree, great. though. I agree. Sinister doesn't do that, but it's like, it does kind of feel like if he could have set it all up, he would have. He just didn't need to because instead, yeah, I mean, it's sinister. it happened anyway. Sinister is like just there ready for shit to go wrong so mm-hmm. he can take people and be like, come to Mama Sea-Watch's lab. You know, I mean, <laughs> Mr. Sinister and Ursula, he is the Ursula of the Marvel Universe. He's even got, like, the tentacles on his back. He is very, like, witchy. Mm -hmm. I love him. And he's a queen. He is a queen, which is great that he's in this episode, because, like, we at least also have a gay villain. We do. We get a gay hero, a gay villain, and then also some other gays along the way. Yeah, we do. Uh, So, opening credits. Um, And Warren flies back to his house, where his dad is waiting in the dark for him. So, Warren, like, comes in through a window, and his dad turns on a light, and his dad's like, this has to stop. And Warren's like, I've grown really tired of this conversation, which is like... It's a great line. I don't know why Warren is still living there. He needs to leave. And Warren's dad is like, you've got the MRD hunting some phantom vigilante in the skies. You're going to get yourself killed. So now we're seeing that Warren's dad is actually concerned about his well-being, but in a really fucked up way. Yeah, where he's... he's Yeah, and Warren is like, that would solve all your problems, wouldn't it, father? Yeah. Like, if he died. Yeah. And it's like, Damn. <laughs> it's fucked up and Warren yeah. slams the door shut but it's it's interesting though because Warren Sr. in this conversation you you get that he does care about his son but he's also like you have to stop fighting for the rights of other people like you you have to stay closeted etc etc like that's his way of wanting to keep his son safe it's just sad yeah and also like it's gonna ruin Warren's dad's image if yes. people knew that and also like he's like no there's something wrong with you. This isn't like... Yeah, this isn't the main conversation that we're talking about. We'll get to that later. No, but... there's... Okay, well, there's like four more conversations, but I'm thinking about Uprising and X-Men Evolution when we had Leech and Leech's mom and Leech's mom was hiding Leech so he wouldn't get hurt. This is a very yeah. different scenario where Warren's dad is hiding Warren because he thinks that there's something medically wrong with Warren and he thinks that he's also like mentally unstable because mm-hmm. he's queer and a mutant and it's just like... This guy's fucked up. And he's Warren is finally becoming more and more proud of that. But Warren Sr. is interpreting that as like disgusting and yeah, horrifying. I know, which is sad because then the next scene we've seen is this beautiful scene. I mentioned it in the last episode. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Because it's like what I remembered is that Aurora's flying through the sky happily. She's smiling. The music is just heartwarming beautiful. and free. And Warren joins her. And apparently there's like this conversation where they were supposed to meet up a little bit earlier. But Warren says that he got tied up dealing with his bullshit father. Mm-hmm. And we just get this beautiful montage of Aurora and Warren flying around the X-Mansion and by the ocean. And yeah. loving. I mean, it's like this whole thing that sets up. They love how 
how they are. They love being mutants. They love being gay and queer. Mm -hmm. They love being able to fly. And that is a personal thing that they get to share together because right now Rogue can't fly yet. We're not there. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's just them. So these are the two characters who get to fly together. And it's just this beautiful scene where they're just flying together and living their lives. And it's almost like a dance that they do together. It's like they're going out clubbing together. It's really sweet. And it's like presented as a really beautiful thing that they are proud of. And it's which makes what happens to Warren so much more horrifying. Of course. Uh, And then they fly by Beast who's on the cliffside. And Logan. Okay, they are like on a date. Because I sent you this screen cap where Beast is like looking over the cliff and- Looking at some cool rocks. Logan's sitting on the bench like, wow, Hank's such like, a nerd. With his, with his legs crossed over, <laughs> his arms out and looking at Beast's ass. And I was like, these two are absolutely dating. Like they look like a couple, even though they're not right next to each other, but they have that vibe that when you show up with your like boyfriend or girlfriend or your- partner, husband, whatever, wife. And you're even though you're not near each other, you can tell those two characters, like those, those two people are together because they are always kind of keeping an eye on each other because that's what you do when you're in a relationship. And that is what it looks like here. <laughs> yeah. And it's also like they're the two dads who are in charge of the team and they're like organizing everything together and they're kind of like good dad, bad dad, you know, like they're kind of yeah. bringing that dad energy to this conversation with Warren, who is, of course, the young upstart who's still getting to know himself in a certain way that's true that's true also i was going to point out that logan does not have any relationships on this two show except for these past ones that we're supposed to believe and so like typically logan's got a girlfriend floating around like there's Mm -hmm. no gene in this gene's not here so now he's got hank and it's like that's one of the byproducts of doing this TV show where it's like, we can't have anybody but Wolverine. And so we have to take out Gene and Xavier. So it's like... Which means Hank ends up being like the boyfriend stand-in who yeah, kind of balances out Logan's wacky, <laughs> like brooding Tasmanian devil situation. Uh, yeah, it's it's so good. Anyway, so Beast's glasses fly off because Warren and Aurora fly by and he's like smiling and be like, this is so beautiful to watch. I know, it's really cute. He's like, aw, you two flying in. Yeah, and so Warren's like, sorry I was late. And Logan and Beast basically reveal to Warren that his dad is funding these pharmaceuticals through his pharmaceutical company, Worthington Industries, to create a cure for mutants, which yeah. is really fucked up. Like, So it this is. is already really dark. And Logan goes, I don't get it. How can somebody hate mutants so much when his own son is? And Warren goes, that is the problem, Logan, having a mutant for a son. And he suddenly yeah. is like, I hate myself. And that is the reason why my dad hates me is because I'm gay and I hate everything about me. And then he just flies away. And Beast is like, uh, Warren, wait, we need to discuss their options. And Warren's like, no, I'll deal with it, Hank. And Logan's like, fuck. I don't like how this is going already. Like, yeah, it's, like it's already going really badly. Like, yeah, it's kind of Logan's fault for just bringing up the fact that Warren's dad is the issue here. Like, Logan didn't know how bad that was going to go. But I, I mean, I think Logan just is so socially awkward that he didn't recognize that you shouldn't say that. He's but like, isn't it kind of weird that your dad hates you <laughs> so much? And God, Warren is Logan. like, Jesus, Logan. Yeah, I guess it is weird. The other person here is Hank, who also probably would not be able to deliver it any better. So quite frankly, they should have told Aurora first and had Aurora deal with it, which is something she says later in this episode, which is like, she does. I should be she's like, why didn't this. you guys let me help out with this? And Logan and Hank are like, 
we are in charge of the team for some reason. And Storm's just like, oh my God. Okay, fine. Uh, so anyway, Senator Kelly and Warren's dad now are having a little bitch fight in mm-hmm. which Warren's dad is like, you leaked the news. And Senator Kelly goes, oh, just take it easy, Warren. And Warren's dad is like, we are a long way from getting that cure on the market. We don't need this kind of public scrutiny yet. So uh, whatever happened is that like Logan and Hank saw on the news that... Mm -hmm. That the cure is going to emerge from Warren Pharmaceuticals. Right. And like the the, the stuff they talk about here is like kids would not even understand what they're talking about because Kelly says it's exactly what we need. To get the FDA approval, people have to be clamoring for it. Maybe kids know what it is now because they've probably heard the term FDA a thousand times during COVID, but... You know, at the time this was made, I don't think anybody really even understood what the FDA was unless mm-hmm. you like knew. Uh, I mean, and- this is one of those episodes where I'm like, I don't think this is for kids. I feel like this is for young adults. But oh, I agree. And Warren's dad is like, it's not the people I'm worried about. And Senator Kelly says, who? The mutants? Who cares? By the time this is all over, they will be all be disarmed. So he's already planning. Disarmed. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he, he's not even planning to cure them. He's just like, I'm going to disarm their powers and then probably still lock them away and beat the shit out of them for being gay. Like, Yeah, because he doesn't trust any of them anyway. So, Oh, my God. And Warren's dad is like, I wasn't ready, Robert. You went behind my back. And Senator Kelly is like, don't make this personal, Warren. Remember, it's all for the common good. Okay, Senator Kelly at this point is so awful like on the x-men the animated series he turned around like he was saved by the x-men and he was mm-hmm. like oh what i've been doing is wrong if he got saved by the x-men on this show i'd still be like no senator kelly needs to die like he is not a good person at all like yeah. there is no redemption arc for him but i i mean i feel like warren senior is the more interesting character of the two at least in this episode where like senator kelly is sort of flatly bad like he's just like i'm gonna take the worst possible thing every step of the way yeah and warren senior is kind of like no i wanted to slide into this bigoted stance where i get rid of all mutants ever i kind of wanted to present it in a good way to my son first and now i'm really upset that you presented it yeah without my permission it's pretty which is up. also fucked up actually i know oh my god so bad well that leads into the next conversation where warren's coming back to worthington industries and going to the pharmaceutical company and Mm -hmm. confronts his dad i'll let you take this one because i'm sure this was one of your favorite conversations yeah this is the one where i cried but it's fine um so warren rides up the elevator to his dad's office and as soon as the doors open warren to his dad is like now you've gone too far and Warren Sr. just like grabs his son by the shoulder and like leads him into another room, which is very like, we can't have this fight in the hallway where people can hear us. We have to have it privately. They can't they can't know that you're gay. Exactly. I mean, that's how I read it is that he's like silently pushing his son into another room and closing the door and then being like, OK, now we can talk about your problem. Yeah, it's anyway. So he's like I to his son. He's like, I didn't want you to find out this way, but listen. And Warren interrupts and is like, it's not enough you use our money to help the MRD hunt down innocent mutants. Now you want to wipe them out completely with this this cure. And the acting is so good in the scene, by the way. Good? Like oh, Warren's actor is, oh my God, who is this actor? Now I'm going to look it up. Isn't it? Um, Warren Worthington, Wolverine the X-Men. Google, activate. Tell me who the person is. Oh wait, I probably should write voice actor. I didn't do that. <laughs> okay. Um, he is played by... Liam O'Brien. Wow. He's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, he's been in a lot of cartoon stuff. He's been in a lot of anime. Like, a lot of anime. Like, a yeah, lot of I'm anime. Yeah, just scrolling through. <laughs> like, throw, like, scrolling through, like, the... Scrolling, episode. scrolling, scrolling. <laughs> yeah, anyway, he's doing a great job. Um, I, I thought he was really bringing it and just sounds so 
unhappy and disgusted by his father. Yeah. So his father is like, wipe them out. I'm helping them to become normal again. Don't you want to be normal, Warren? And Warren is like, not your definition of it. And Warren Sr. is like, all the money, the years of research, it was all for you. Like, this is, ugh. It's really. Yeah, I know. He's like, I've been researching how we can convert you back to being straight. And it's this like. This whole time. And Warren oh is God. like, I had to go through not hating myself anymore because of you. And so yeah. Warren says, it wasn't. It's always been for you. I was your shame, your disgrace. Don't you dare put this on me. That was a good and, line. I liked yeah, that a lot. And Warren Sr. is like, you don't understand, son, because you're sick. This cure. Yeah. And it's like. like this Dude. is what I was talking about. Yeah, because Warren, Warren then screams, I don't need a cure because this is not a disease. And then he dramatically throws off his coat in anger. And, and shows his, his wings ways. off. And, and his to father his dad, like, recoils in horror at the wings, which is like oh my God. really sad to watch where his father, he also makes a noise like the voice actor's like, ugh. Like he makes yeah. a like, grossed out noise where it's like, this is your child. Like this is yeah. what your child looks like. It's like, it's like, here, it's, it's very hi, intense dad. to watch. This is it. the man I love. I'm going to kiss him. And then, like, this Your dad, dad is on the is ground like, and be like, oh, I, I can't stop vomiting looking at you two kiss each other. That's kind of the vibe we get. And it's here. also like the fact that Warren Sr. is like almost crying because he's so, like, you're, my son is so sick and I'm so sad he's about so how sick, sick my son is. And it's like, your son is not sick. He's so sick in the head. There's something really wrong with him and like the way he you is. You know what I mean? Like that for some reason was what was really fucking with me when I was watching it where I was like, Warren Senior's so upset about how sick his son is and like he can't say that his son is 100% healthy and actually healthier than he's ever been. I, you I, know? Mean, I, I relate to this on some level because I remember in the 90s people were like still saying yeah. that gay people were sick in the head and I had mm-hmm. people that would make comments about me before I was even out. They're like, that kid's Same. probably just sick in the head, right? Because they're gay. And like, that is how I felt about myself in middle school where I was just like, well, okay, I'm yeah. attracted to boys, but like if I could just stop being attracted to girls because that's the part of me, there's something wrong with me. Yeah, I know. It's fucked up. And and it's definitely something that the trans community is really dealing with on a much even higher level than we did. Yeah, and a lot of Warren's story reminds me of that, especially this next scene where he walked walks through the entire building with his wings. I was like, this is like him finally presenting the way he wants to present. Yeah. Where he's like, this is me. And also like the horror surgery scene. I mean, we'll get to it. Oh, wait, we're not even there but yet. There, so- there were some moments in this that were very much like, this is the physical reality for me. This is how I look. This is how I am. And you have to accept this. That is just, it's a very queer experience, you know? Yeah, it is. And this is where Warren's walking through the office and yeah. everybody in the office is like gasping in horror and dodging out of the way as if he's going to kill them or like they're like, he's so gross. If we go near him, we're going to get AIDS. Like that's kind of like the vibe mm-hmm. they're giving here. But Warren is proud and he's just like, I have wings. Fucking deal with it. He's like, <laughs> I'm out. I love it. I love making out with men also. And then <laughs> we love Warren's it. dad responds to this by calling Colonel Moss directly and giving the MRD the exact location of Warren. This next scene is also so sad because I Warren's know. in the sky. He's flying and he is above the clouds. And he actually does this sigh of relief where he's like, I finally am free. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Where it's like he gets out of this fight with his dad and the first thing he does is fly into the sky so that he can like be at peace. Yeah. And he's like, I have told my dad to fuck right off and that I am going to be who I am and I don't care what he says. Like, I finally have said what I've wanted to say and I'm leaving him. Like, that is what's happening. 
But then the RG, MRD shows up in a helicopter and they start shooting at him with mm-hmm. these like torpedo nets. And yeah. This is so crazy. So Warren dives down, like he's flying downward. And the shot we get of him, like basically doing what would be um uh skydiving, yeah, is he's like plummeting down face first, and he is sobbing. There are tears flying out of his eyes. Did you see this? Like it was like I mean, it's like he knows his dad called the MRD. I think. I mean, I don't know how. I- I'm assuming he believes that is that he's just like yeah, that's how they found me. Or he's also like I'm finally free, but I'm not now. Now mm-hmm. that I've fully exposed myself, I am now going to be tormented and hated on. And so he's, he's crying. So they're shooting these like torpedo nets at him and he avoids most of them, but like one gets him and he manages to break free of it at the last second. But first he lands like face first in the ground, which is going to be revealed that he crushes like all his ribs and shit. Right. And his wings, his wings are damaged in this, okay. in this moment. Here's the thing. I don't think when he landed, his wings got hurt because he his body took the brunt of that force. If you look at the way he landed, mm-hmm. I think his wings got crushed because Colonel Moss comes over and sees the passing out Warren and says payback time. And while Warren's passed out, he just stomps breaks on the, the wings. shit out of his wing. Yeah. yeah, that's what I think happens. I think you're right because this is the moment I was talking about where Colonel Moss has broken his arm, um, and he's like, "It's payback time." That's what I'm saying, and because like then in the next scene, Warren's dad's like. How the fuck did he get as injured as he did? And Carl Moss is like, I don't know. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's kind of like. And Colonel Moss is also like, you didn't tell me he was your son. And he's also like disgusted by that as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, this could have been avoided if he had been honest with us. And Warren's dad's like, just get the fuck out of here. Like, fucking leave. Like- yeah. But it's also like Warren's dad. What did you really expect to happen here? It's hard to feel sorry for him. Yeah, I I mean, well, he doesn't fucking understand, which is the real issue, because he thinks his son's sick. It's just yep. he's sick for being gay and a mutant. And then anyway, so one of the things here is that, like, Colonel Moss not only broke his wings, but it's like they captured him. And Colonel Moss is like, let me quickly do a hate crime while he's passed out. Yep. Which is like, what the fuck, dude? Like, this- I mean, that happens. Cops do stuff like that. No, I so. know. But that's like, it's awful. And then... That's when we go over to the doctor's office and Warren's dad's about to walk in and this doctor comes out. And for the record, I actually think this doctor doesn't want to do this procedure that he's about to, but I think the politics are so awful. And I think because Warren is incapable technically in this moment to make a decision for himself, it has to go to whoever would be considered the emergency contact or like mm-hmm. beneficiary that were like the power of attorney or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is Warren's dad here. And then also like the idea that a doctor would help a mutant could shut down his practice is probably a thing that's happening at this point. Because the first thing that happens here is like the doctor comes out and he's like showing us the x-ray. He's like, these injuries are pretty severe. And he's showing them like the broken arms and the ribs and the, all those pieces. And then he's also like, but this, I don't even know what to do with. And he's looking at the broken wings, which are like way more fucked up than the rest of his body because Colonel Moss just stomped on them until they were broken into tiny mm-hmm. pieces. And the doctor is like, I don't know how to operate on wings. I need to bring in an avian specialist. Like, So he was going to do it. He was going to yeah. get somebody that would be able to fix this. And so Warren's dad's like, no, save my son, but not the wings. Remove them. Yeah, because he sees the wings as not being his son okay which so is this is how ugh. i read this it's like obviously the metaphor here is that they're they're removing the piece of him that is the mutant but the part of you that's gay is not something that can be removed unless 
Keys did something like, we're going to remove a piece of your brain that makes mm-hmm. you like Which men. they actually did do lobotomies like that to people like way back in the in the day. They did do that. That was like a whole thing. And uh, Warren's dad in this basically is like, you know what? Just cut off his dick because then he can't fuck men anymore. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of like the parallel. It does feel similar to that, like in, in a certain way. It's sort of hard to come up with a literal metaphor that works, but... Or like for a trans kid, it's like, I'm going to take away, you know, your drugs or whatever else or prevent yeah. you from getting surgery that you want or any any number of other things. Or or we're going to reverse your surgery back to the yeah. way that you're supposed yeah. to be. Like, yeah. that is Quote, kind unquote. of the vibe. Like things like yeah. that. Or like, I'm going to force you to cut your hair, for example, or like do it while you're passed out. And like, then you don't have long hair anymore or whatever it may be. Like, it reminded me of those kinds of stories and the doctor going along with it. Like I agree with you on some level where I'm like, I do think the doctor was like going to do the right thing here, but ultimately I think the doctor's also in the wrong where the doctor is like, okay, I'm going to do what the dad wants, which I think is something that doctors do a lot with parents of trans kids where the parents are bigoted, where the doctor's just like, I'm going to just shrug here. And like, well, that's what I'm saying is that like doctors in general have to deal with all these fucking legal loops and jumps and like it's all this legal bullshit that really shouldn't be this way i mean like think about the fact that when you go to like the er i forget who it was that went to the er it was a friend of mine who went in it was like in the er for like the hospital for like three days well it couldn't be treated because the fucking doctors and nurses had to deal with the insurance making sure that it would be covered to even do this thing that needs to get done and then finally Mm -hmm. on the third day the insurance was like well fine yeah i guess We'll let this pass. And so then immediately they were able to help treat them. But that's mm-hmm. that's what that's the same thing. It's like it is set up in a way where doctors aren't even allowed to do the thing that would help a person. Do you yep. know what I'm saying? Like that's incredibly I do. fucked I up. I do. It is incredibly fucked up. I don't know. I could just go on about how fucked up the healthcare system is in America, but I mean, so is every system in America. America does not make things easy. Yeah. Um I know. So we have a commercial break here. I'm not doing bits this week because this episode is far too grim for that. <laughs> And so this scene is like so tragic. We don't even see Warren at first. We just hear his voice. We just hear him as his father is like running down the hall towards the door to his hospital room. And we just hear Warren screaming no when he wakes up. And where is my father? Get him in here. Find him. What What have have you you done to me? me? Yeah, it's so sad. And so like the father's running down the hall and the doctor walks out and is like, take my advice, don't go in there right now. Yeah, like, honestly, what the fuck, dude? This doctor's, like, trying to do what he can in this absurd situation, by the way. I mean, I think also the doctor... I'll give the doctor this much credit. I don't think he knew Warren was going to wake up and do this. I think he maybe thought, oh, maybe this guy wants the wings off. Like, he he was sort of going with what the dad had decided. Yeah. And then Warren wakes up and is like, why the fuck did you mutilate my body? Like, you basically just cut off two arms I had. Like, yeah. what the hell are what? you doing? I know, I know. And be, but his dad's like, is he going to be okay? And the doctor goes, yes, physically. He goes, Mr. Worthington, I had to sedate him. I suggest you find a good therapist for the both of you, which is like, yes. damn, I'm so yeah. glad somebody said that. Like, I that, know. You, you never see that on cartoons, especially uh, during this time. I know it's becoming more commonplace now to see it, but this is like... 2008 you know i mean also he's not wrong but it's also way too late for that Mm. like it's too late so then we see this this scene of warren senior still standing in the hallway kind of like walking away from the room like damn but it's also like 
it's so too late dude like, oh yeah i know <sighs> whatever and meanwhile warren's just crying in a hospital room which he's lying face down like on his stomach and it's been revealed that he's been shackled to the bed with, like metal shackles to this bed that's attached to the floor and so he can't get out mm-hmm. and then there's like this really gay scene <laughs> Scene is insane. okay. I'm gonna point out that in Warcraft Valley that we've read episodes where Mr. Sinister turns out to be like hiding in the curtains of like Remy's room, and that is exactly uh-huh. what's happening here is that Mr. Sinister is hiding in the curtains, he's hiding in the curtains, and also like Warren is handcuffed <laughs> ass up on the bed. I was like, What is that? Is not even why? the gayest moment because later he's naked ass I up for know. Mr. Sinister, so that's like a whole other thing. And Sinister goes, Angel, Angel. Poor fallen angel. I've heard your <laughs> cries and I've come to help. Warren's like, who are you? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> and Sinister goes, like waking up like, I'm sorry. How long have you the been fuck standing there? Yeah, I like, I'm Mr. Sinister not revealed how he even got in there, by the way. Yep. And Sinister is just like, just someone who can restore what's been taken from you. And Warren's like, tell me your name. And Sinister's like, Nathaniel Essex. And Warren goes, Sinister! It's like very <laughs> funny that Sinister like takes a beat and he's like, maybe he won't know this other name I have. Oh, okay, he does know it. Just kidding, just kidding. Uh, I just was trying that for a second. Um, And he's like, I'm Dr. Zessix Latin. And it's like Nathaniel Essex backwards. And it's like, what are you, why did you think that was going to work? Why? Or, wait, whatever his name was in the emails with Hank in Exit Evolution. It's like, it was something like N Essex. It was like Nessex or something. I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was like Essex backwards. Also, I can't remember oh, no, anymore. It was, it was like it was Zessin or something. Yeah, it was like Zessin. Yeah, it was. It was so stupid. Like he's like, listen, I'm a different person. Oh and my Warren god. is like, you're Mister Sinister, and Sinister's like, oh, okay, so you do know who I am. Anyways, this is this is like when he's bopping his head around. And he's like, "So you've heard of me? So you know I do what I promise?" And he's like bopping his head around, all sassy, like. And Warren's yep. like, "Nurse, nurse!" But like not very loudly. I don't. Yeah. Well, I don't think they would even help him in this situation because everyone is apparently a bigot in this universe. And Mister Sin is just like, "If you want your wings back." You need only ask. And then I don't even know what happens here. Mr. Sinister backs into the shadows and like disappears. Fades away. His his face is like the Cheshire cat and he goes like upside down kind of and then disappears. And I, I was know, like, it's like the last thing you can see are his red eyes and then it's like the Cheshire cat blink and he like blinks out of existence and it's like, okay, I guess he can do that now. I think it's supposed to like make this episode even more grim and horrific than it already is because it's presented as like a creepy horror scene, but it's Mr. Sinister and he's so ridiculous that I can't take it seriously. I know. So then we see Warren break his handcuffs off, which apparently he could have done before, but he was feeling sorry for himself, which is valid. And then he looks out the window and he's like, I'm just going to fucking go. This is a sad scene where he's looking out the window and you can tell that he wants to fly out, but he can't. And contemplating if he's going to escape or jump. It's like, we don't know what's going to happen at all. So the next shot is Warren showing up to the X mansion. He can barely walk. He's like, Falling down on the front step of the mansion. Well, he's like totally unbalanced at this point. He doesn't have his wings anymore. Yeah, and all his bones are broken. And Aurora opens the door and she's like, holy shit. 
Like, Aurora yeah. was like, doesn't even know what to do. Mm-hmm. They just see Warren shaking. Yeah. So she he's like shaking, covered in bandages, naked on the front porch. Like, hey, some bad shit happened to me. <laughs> yeah. Crime happened and now I need a place to stay. Well, this is like when I thought it was very sexual assaulty because Aurora yeah. has like the towel over him and she's like consoling him. But if it was a hate crime, we'd still have the same reaction because it's kind of like, the, it's not the same thing, but it's like it's trauma. you're being attacked. Yeah. Yeah, it's a trauma where you've been assaulted in some way. And so Aurora is trying to help him. And the things that she says here is very similar to anybody who's suffered from either of those things because Logan comes in and he's like, how is he? And Hank's like, his injuries are fairly serious. Angel, all things considered, you shouldn't have left the hospital. And it's like, I don't know, Hank. I think he, he was not being helped there. Obviously, they cut off his limbs. Yep. And weren't this sad. This scene is like so sad. I can't like this is the scene that almost got me going because Warren's like, I couldn't. I couldn't just stay there. Not after. Tell me, will they grow back? And Hank can't even like give him an answer. He doesn't know because he's well, like, I, I, I don't know. Well, Warren, Hank says, um, given time, perhaps, but it's like losing a limb. And um, and Warren just like starts sobbing. And it's I like, know. oh, my God. And Aurora's like, Warren, what's important right now is that you heal. Everything else can wait. We're here for you. Like, that's what Hank says. He's like, she's right. We'll take care of you. We'll do whatever we can. Like, this is like really when friends and family are coming to you. Honestly, more often friends who are like, okay, this person has suffered some kind of assault or hate crime. And it's like, okay, let, let's just take care of them because they're traumatized mm-hmm. and they just, they need love and like somebody to just be there. Even if like, you don't want to talk about it. Like you just need to be there. Yeah. If you're going to be here, be, be here. here. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. And then Warren's like, there's like a long silence and Warren's like, someone came to me. He said that he could give me back my wings. And Logan's already like, this sounds like bullshit already. And he's like, yes. Who's he's like, this magician got a name. And Warren says, Essex. And Logan's like, sinister? Come on, Angel. You know better than that. He's bad news. And Warren goes, he knows mutant DNA better than anyone. And Hank's like, that's because he harvests it. He harvests it. Oh, I might say that again. That's because he harvests it. It harvests. I can't say this. Harvests it. Harvests it. <laughs> I can't do it, Maddie. Harvest it. But it's like what that is. Harvests it. That is like not a sentence that should ever be said. Oh my god! So <laughs> Hank is like, that's because he harvests it by force in his barbaric attempts to create the perfect mutant. He's an evil man. Okay, he is an evil man. That sentence. Who put harvests next to the word it? Because neither of us cleared it very well. So anyway, Logan says, and helping you is the last thing on his mind. And Warren screams, but I can't live like this. And Logan's like, I understand that. But Sinister is not the answer, which is like really important. And I think it's really great that Logan's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm going to be the one that experienced you right now. That people that experiment on mutants is bad news. Like, just trust me on this. Mm-hmm. It is not going to end. And it ends up being an actual conversation that they had. I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought it was just going to be implied right here. No, it ends up being spelled out a lot later with Warren, with Warren and Logan having this fight and Logan being like, listen, I was operated on these. Are, this is not how my body's supposed to look. But yeah, I know it's something I've just had to get used to because I've been hurt by people in the past by people and it's so sad and so outside aurora is like i guess it's later on in the morning like the sun is coming out aurora is watering her plants and she looks out warren's sitting on a bench looking out into the sunset over the cliff 
and he's watching the seagulls fly, which is just tragic, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's and he's like crying again because he's like, I can't fly, but the birds can, and I can't fly with my bird friends anymore. Yeah. And Aurora is like also looking really fucking sad in the window, and she looks away because like she's like, I can't even. Yeah, look she like at- takes a minute for herself, but then when she looks back, Warren's gone, and it's yeah. like, uh oh. Yeah, and Ruh-roh. we don't know where he is, but it cuts to <laughs> we Warren. Do. We this, know okay, where this, he is. This scene is probably the only. I mean, like anything with Sinister in this episode is immediately like taking us out of how tragic this is because Warren <laughs> is not st- supposed to. It's supposed to be really scary, but I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. this is Warren bonkers. is strapped butt naked. He butt is naked, not, he's butt like, first I, facing a bunch of tentacles. Why are there tentacles? I don't know. He's I flying know. flat on his bed, strapped down to it. He's literally wearing no clothes. I'm not exaggerating. There are no clothes. The thing that's covering him is the metal strap. And like, his ass is up in the air and there's a bunch of tentacles. Maddie was like losing her mind because she's like, this is so tragic. And the then she's tentacles like, are like pumping some type of liquid into him. And I'm like, like why is there asshole? liquid in the tentacles? Like what the I fuck? don't know. And Warren's like, will they, will they be the same? And Sinister's like, they will be glorious. <laughs> and it's like, they're not going to be the same. Sinister's got some really bonkers ideas in mind for your new surgery. <laughs> and Warren's like asking more questions and Sinister's are like, shh, no more questions. When you awaken, you will be a new man. Just a shh, shh, quiet, quiet, just quiet. <laughs> oh my God. It's like gay, but also really campy. Yeah. And Warren is like, he, you can tell he's wincing in pain. I know. Like, because there's stuff going into his body. His body's starting to turn blue. So this is yes. a rewrite of how he turns into Archangel. I don't hate it. I actually think. I don't either. I think this actually works way better. Which I we said too. last week when we were talking about this episode. I feel like Sinister turning Angel into one of his personal experiments just it just makes a lot more sense honestly i agree with that although i will point out with apocalypse it's not that far off from that either because when he takes the horsemen and he turns them into horsemen he essentially does the same thing where he just turns them into something else mm-hmm. like against their will usually so yeah you know what interestingly enough warren's here by his own will like sinister is helping him probably not in any kind of way that is at all helpful actually but. helpful yeah but i i it's a good point and i mean i was thinking about sort of just just the history of trans people getting surgery in really dangerous formats yeah. and, and dying or getting, you know, hurt in some way because they're like, I'll take any risk just so that I can be myself. Um, so it reminded me of that a little bit, but it's like so fucking goofy that it's like hard to even take it seriously as like a thing. It's more just like yeah. campy and like sinister is like the bad influence on him who's like, you're going to be my little blue butt boy. Well, yeah, because Archangel walks out in his costume with the metal wings and there's a red diamond on his forehead now. Yes. And sinister goes my archangel we got a little mind control going on here with this with this red diamond a little bit but it not really completely all that sinister is doing is in terms of mind control is triggering some sort of chemical release that allows warren to tap into the anger that's already there because everything that happens and that warren does i think he was gonna do anyway but like it's just far more aggro Mm -hmm. you know anyway so cut to emma finding Warren on cerebro she has no lines and i I was going to be annoyed with it, but there's no time for Emma to have lines in this episode. Yeah, there's no real need for her to be in the episode. And I liked that uh, this is mostly Logan, Hank and Aurora being the ones who are there for Warren. Kind of makes sense for each of them in different ways. Exactly. Aurora's like, so was Cerebo able to locate him? And Logan's like, yeah. 
It looks like he's headed toward the Infinite Pharmaceuticals. And then he just stands there and stares at Aurora. <laughs> and Aurora's like, there's something else, isn't there? Like, Logan yeah. didn't even try to hide that part. He's I just know. like, it's Logan. He just stops talking he's and like, stares at her. And stares like, at her. And she's like, how about you tell me the rest of what you don't want to say? <laughs> and Logan is like, it looks like he's been altered. I think Sinister got a hold of him, which very ominous. Aurora does gasp, by the way. Yeah, she's very upset. Okay, hold on. Can we talk about this incredibly fucked up commercial for the yeah, cure? Yeah, that's though? what the next scene is. It's like the lady from the Umbrella Corporation talking. By the way, mm-hmm. it's okay. This is like so heavy-handed. Like you're queer, trans, whatever. Like here you go. The Umbrella Lady is like your family has been torn apart. Your friends have all turned their backs on you. You can't even look at yourself in the mirror. All because of one thing the X gene, that tiny mutation that has ruined your life. But thanks to the scientists at Worthington Pharmaceuticals, the legacy cure can reverse the damage. Yes, you can be normal again because we care. Ugh. Oh my God. I think I wouldn't put that in the general slide show. I'm like, this is so fucked. Like this, this is just like all because of one thing you're queer and there's yeah. something that's wrong with your DNA. And there's something that's a, imbalance in your brain but we can give you a tiny little pill that will make you totally straight again and if you're a girl but you feel like you should be a boy it will just let you be the girl the thing that you truly were born to be you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's like really fucked up like i can't deal with this i also like that this is going to be the intro of the legacy cure which ends up becoming a virus like Mm -hmm. i liked that too i thought that was interesting i just in general i Ugh, it's weird to say I liked this commercial, but I, no, I felt I mean, like it was I, a good introduction to the concept to just show a commercial. Well, I also feel like it was just well written in terms of how fucked up and horrifying this is. Mm-hmm. By the way, this is a Skype call that is happening between Worthington Senior and Senator Kelly. Like it pulls away. Kelly's like, nice. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Because they're like watching the commercial together and Kelly's like sharing his feedback on it, being like, I like that caring angle in the morning. Let's grab some footage of me touring your labs there. And Warren Sr.'s like giving him one word answers and like really annoyed at everything and just being like, fine, whatever. Yeah. And Senator Kelly's like, what is it, Warren? And Warren Sr.'s like, my son is a missing Robert and is like, again, really mad and like talking through gritted teeth. Yeah. And Kelly's like, why worry? He'll turn up eventually. After all, he couldn't have gotten very far. He which, can't like, fly anymore, bitch. Shut and it's the like, fuck up, dude. And meanwhile, I'm watching this. I'm like, I mean, he could kill himself. Like, are we not worried about this? Like, hello. I mean, I think the X-Men are worried about this. I mean, they, yeah. that's why they immediately were like, Warren's gone. Did he mm-hmm. jump off the cliff? Like, that yeah. is what happened. Like, I feel like that's part of the implication is that it's like, no there's time two on terrible options. One is Warren just kills himself and another is he goes to Sinister and becomes a completely different person. Or just decides that he is a straight non-mutant. Yeah. That would be really sad. That's like the third option. I can't really see that for him at the at this point. I can't see Warren even trying to go back in the closet. No, neither can I. Like, also, as soon as Warren disappeared, like, Aurora immediately went to Logan. was like, get on Cerebro right the fuck now. Like, meanwhile, yeah. his dad's just sitting there being like, I don't have anything I can do to find my son. He's probably at the X Mansion, but I can't call there. It's like, oh I my know. God. It's fuck you, really... dude. Anyway, Ugh. so... Suddenly, Archangel shows up. Well, there's a shadow, like a horror scene, like where this winged being flies over them. And mm-hmm. Warren Sr. is like, What the fuck is that? And Warren flies through, crashes through the window, lands on the table, reveals his metal wings, and he goes, Hello, father. Commercial break, nothing fun this week. We'll return to the next week. But if we come back, Warren's dad's like, Warren? 
Uh, Robert Senator Kelly's like, what the fuck is this now? And Warren screams retribution and uses his like talon talony feathers to wipe out the TV. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. He busts up the TV and starts throwing shit around. Like he literally just starts throwing shit. He just starts destroying the room with his metal wings. And he's got these like knife feathers that he can fly out yeah. of his wings that they show later. It's pretty cool. I mean, he's terrifying. Wait, this is sad, too, because Warren's dad's like, what what happened to you? And Warren's like, you took something from me, father, and I got it back. And Warren's dad's like still so far in denial about what's happening that he's like, no, no, this isn't you at all. And Warren's like, it is now. And it's like, nothing's changed about their dynamic. He's still flying. And his dad's like, how could it get so fucked up from me removing his wings how could this have possibly happened like yeah it's like what did you think was gonna happen dude like you just thought that your son was just gonna love that and love you yeah did you ever see uh sense eight i only watched the first season i didn't see the second season no i know it's i've heard it's really good though it is well there's a trans character on it who something happens i don't remember what happens but they like they wind up in the hospital and then the family shows up and the trans girl's girlfriend's there with her. And the family is like, now that you're finally here, we can do what we can do and reverse this process of on you and like make you back into a man again, because that's what you are. And you need, you're sick in the head. Like that's a whole thing. It happens like during like a pride rally or something. It's really fucked up. Those Wachowskis, they're, they're fully embracing their queer selves. I know. Anyway, <laughs> I, I just wanted to bring that up because that's what I kept thinking about while watching this episode. And if you have mm-hmm. not seen Sense8, it is fucking wacky, but also shows that they could probably do some kind of X-Men TV show pretty successfully. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Warren pins his dad to the wall with his metal feathers. Like, he's going to fucking kill this dude because Warren's like an eye for an eye father. What is it that you hold dear? Hmm? Your empire? It's only fitting I take it from you, starting with your cure. And then he flies out the window, and then you hear him smashing up the rest of the building. And, like, Warren's dad is running downstairs to figure out what happened. It finds that the lab's up in smoke, and Warren appears behind him, and he's like, come to say goodbye to your legacy. Like, Warren is, like, so intense at this point he's got full drama queen at this point oh, he's so good he's like i'm blue and i'm silver like he's like bright blue i feel like we haven't emphasized that enough like he really doesn't look like himself anymore no it, it, he he is a shadow the trauma has driven him yeah. to this point it's not like i mean it's sort of shown as a physical transformation but i think you're right that it's also a metaphorical and emotional one where it's like he has been hardened completely by this experience and is like yeah i've been forced to become a different person to defend myself from you like this is who you made me be you could say that mr sinister could be controlling his brain but i don't think he is i think he's just doing something that like pumps the chemicals in his brain be like no tap into that anger bitch like it's there and Mm -hmm. like warren has every right to be this angry because at this point he's been so traumatized and he's been literally cut apart to like reverse how mutant and how gay he is like this is so fucked yeah i I mean this is why at the beginning of this episode i was like warren's dad is unforgivable there's nothing that he can lose that will ever earn his forgiveness you know what i mean like this is so Mm -hmm. bad and even in this moment his dad's still like i don't understand please son you don't know what you're doing and warren's like my mind has never been so clear and next your sentinel factories are going down you get to watch that too let's go 
I want him to destroy the Sentinel factories. I wish that happened next. I am down for absolutely everything Warren is doing in these scenes here. And he grabs his dad's hand. And his dad's like, no, you can't do this. And Warren's dad runs into like a safe this or vault. something. Yeah, he <laughs> runs into a vault and like closes a vault door and then just like sobs alone while Warren is like scratching at the door trying to get in. It's this is sad. intense. And then yeah. meanwhile, the Blackbirds here. Hank's mm-hmm. like, the MRD are seven minutes out before they start just killing him. And Aurora's yep. like, I should go in. He'll listen to me. Logan goes, after what Sinister did, he won't be listening to anyone. And I was like, no, let Aurora go in. But I ended up liking what Logan did here. This mm-hmm. is probably one of the few times that Logan like actually had a conversation that made any sense. But yeah. anyway, uh, Logan jumps in the building. Warren has managed to get into the vault by this point and is like screaming at his dad again. And he's like, you're coming with me one way or another. And then Logan tackles Warren and pushes him into the wall. Yeah. And is like, Angel, this ain't the way. Um, This shot is gay, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I knew. He's like <laughs> pressed Warren up against the wall and shoving his dick into him. And it's like, what? This episode is like the gayest of all the Wolverine the X-Men episodes because we've been like, there's not enough gay stuff. And like this episode just like we're going to make up to it by serving you gay in every possible form, good or bad. And it's like, mm-hmm. Jesus, hold on. <laughs> it's kind <laughs> now of overwhelming, we're like over shock of gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so then Warren fights back and is like, what do you know, Wolverine? And Logan's like, I've been where you are. Look at me. I wasn't born like this. And Warren is like, you didn't lose anything. And Logan's like, I lost everything. My past my memories he does say it he does say my memories i'll never get them back which is sad i mean he's not wrong and warren's like i know and if you had the chance you'd go after the people who did it to you okay but what logan says is so tragic i know he goes that's because i'm a monster kid you're not oh my god wow logan like i don't know if that's the argument that you think it is like how is that convincing? Uh, well, I mean, like, I feel like Warren's whole situation is just bringing up all of Logan's traumas at this point. And he's freaking out. And it's just really sad because Logan reveals in this moment for the first time on this TV show that he hates himself. I know. He's like, he doesn't even see himself as anything else other than as a monster, something that's awful. And it's like, that is sad. And in my head, I'm like, man, is this the reason why we had to watch all these other episodes with him is just to get to this one line? It's like, wow. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, there is something to it. I I don't know if you need all those other episodes in order for this line to still have gravitas, though, because I feel like Warren has his poor little rich boy thing going on. Like he's lived a life of privilege closeted and then that's all been torn away, but also of his own choosing. He's like, I'm choosing to give it all away. Whereas Logan, it was taken from him. Like it is different in that sense. But clearly it's triggering Logan to see like this forced surgery happen to Warren as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, I see that. And it's like, it's unfortunate because Logan points out, he's like, no, I really don't know who the fuck I am. I keep on leaving the team to try and figure it out. And I'm getting nowhere, nowhere. on that, by the way. Like, I have no memories. It's just getting more fucked up when I leave. And like, it's really sad. I, I just felt like really sad for both of them. Mm-hmm. And so like, Logan's like, hurting your father won't help. Now listen to me. And Warren screams, I'm through listening. I'm Archangel. And he like throws metal feathers everywhere. They're just like, basically sadly fighting each other like yeah. there's a part where logan grabs warren by his head and that's also gay mm-hmm. uh sorry logan's like you've always used your wings to help people not hurt them this is all sinister what's this next thing oh this is when aurora shows up right because like warren throws logan off of him logan they're like still gaily fighting and logan's yeah. like and logan's like i won't let you do something you'll regret angel trust me it'll haunt you for the rest of your life i yeah. think he's trying to prevent warren from killing his own father which i guess i get that 
because it would haunt Warren for the rest of his life. But and Logan's like constantly killing people that do haunt him for the rest of his life and sometimes come back to life. Th- which I guess means Logan knows better than anyone how that's going to go. But yeah, obviously Warren doesn't really give a shit. Well, that, that was the line where I was like, trust me, it will haunt you for the rest of your life. I'm like, you mean like every single episode you've had to spin off on? (laughs) Yeah. That's what's happening. I kind of liked Warren's response too, because Warren says, don't fight me, Wolverine. We're on the same side, which is like, honestly, if we kill this guy, that'll be better for the X-Men. Yeah. And Logan is like, I don't know which side you're on, but it ain't mine, which mm, Logan. I I think you are on the same side. (laughs) I think you are on the same side, but I also understand that it's not worth the trauma of Warren yeah. having to be the one to do the deed. Yeah. I do kind of agree with that, I guess. Just let Logan do it. Just like, just go home, Warren. I'll kill him. Like, whatever. <laughs> so then Storm flies in and she's like, you're not on my side either. And Warren's mad and he's like, get out of my way. And Storm, <laughs> Storm is like, Warren, please, this isn't like you. And Warren's like, Storm, it's over. Everything's changed. It can't be like it was before. Which is so sad. I know. This is like... I don't know. Pick which metaphor you want, whether being gay or trans and like having that piece of your body taken away from you after you've had it. Like, I think mm-hmm. that is just truly. And Aurora's like, we can help you. Just stop what you're doing. Suddenly the diamond glows on his head. And then Warren's like, no, no, my father has to pay, which is like, I don't think he's controlling him. I think Sinister just pushes a button and then reminds Warren, like, no, I'm really fucking angry. Mm-hmm. Like it pumps some adrenaline into him or something. Yeah. And like just within a second, Storm just summons lightning and like shoots it at Warren. He passes out. That's just how that goes. Yeah. She just knocks him out. She just electrocutes him. This fucking scene where yeah. Warren's dad runs over. He's like, is he all right? And Logan's like, what the fuck do you think? Like, what's yeah. wrong with you? Like, it's like so much. And like, I loved it though, because then Warren Sr. gets so defensive. He's like, what? You think this is my fault? Someone else did this to him. And Logan just says, don't kid yourself. And I was like, yeah. I love this. And then Warren's dad, like, I just wanted what was best for my son, to which Aurora just snapped. She's like, we don't believe that any more than Warren did. Like, she's like, fuck off, dude. Like, I was like, what the fuck? And then they turn around and they see that Warren somehow has quietly escaped, which is just comical to me. Which makes no sense. It's like really funny that somehow they didn't notice the huge blue and silver angel standing up in the background and walking away. That makes like UFO noises when he flies. Anyway, uh, Aurora's (laughs) like, can you use smell vision on him? And Logan's like, no scent. Sinister made sure of that. I'm like, how did he do whatever? Uh, it's Mr. Sinister. Meanwhile, Warren Sr. is crying in the background. And I'm like, I don't really feel sorry for you, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I like how even his last moment, he's like, I was just doing the right thing this whole time. And looking at her like, fuck you, you dude. Like, yeah. fuck you. Like, all of this is actually on you. You were a terrible parent and your child turned out the way that they did hating you because of what you did and like turned into whatever's happening at this point now he's not even with the x-men he's just like off being traumatized and trying to kill whatever gets in his way yeah he's just a vigilante who's like on his own side and also wants to kill you specifically and again that's on you so that is you're on your fucking o and so then after that it cuts to rose sitting where warren had been sitting outside looking at the seagulls and now she's looking at the seagulls and logan just comes over and hugs Aurora because Aurora is like crying and mm-hmm. Logan's like, we'll get him back. I promise. Which is just sad. I, I feel like Logan in this episode finally shows some like emotional agency for the other X-Men in so yeah. many other ways where he's like, oh, I'm here to support my friends and my family. And I 
understand what they're going through. Mm -hmm. And like he's supposed to actually be the leader who cares about other people and connects with them in some way. And he's kind of getting there, but he also hates himself. And that kind of explains why he's so bad at this, because he's like, I fucking hate myself. You know, it's sad. I know. I know. But I think like it's also sort of getting it because in the last episode, Kitty, the Jewish character was like on lockdown where people are trying to hunt her and this other mutant. And it's like shit's getting real. Like this is like Mm -hmm. not regular politics. Like shit's really fucking terrifying. And so then there's like one final scene between Senator Kelly and Warren Worthington Sr. And Kelly's like, what do you mean you're out? And Warren's dad is like, the cure is wrong. The Sentinels were wrong. I was wrong. And Senator Kelly's like, yeah, then so was I. By trusting you that you would see this to the end. And Warren's dad's like, the end of what, Robert? The world? Because that's where we're heading right now. Like, shit's fucking bad. Mm -hmm. And Senator Kelly's like, you helped draw the line between us and them. And Warren's dad's like, and it's growing fainter every day. The damage we cause, the lives we ruin, maybe we're the problem. And Senator Kelly's like, you think you can just stop it? Then you are a fool. Powerful people are behind us. It's out of our hands. Sorry, Warren. In this war, humanity will win. Mutants will lose. And when the dust finally settles, we'll have you to thank for that. Okay, so i just pointing this out, right? Senator Kelly, who is a villain in this, also points out to Warren Sr. that he caused this situation yeah. to happen. Like, yep. you know what I'm saying? Like, like, that's that's the final line of the episode is Senator Kelly being like, we have you to thank for the Sentinels, for the cure when it is eventually continued, which it will be without you. We're going to do all this without you. And you already funded it. Yeah. Like, it's already over. Like, this was you who did this. And Warren just stands there looking haunted by it all and staring out the broken window. And just that's the end of the episode is him being like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I loved the ending, though, because I was like, honestly, he needs to sit with that for the rest of his fucking life. No, he needs to be he needs to be punished further. He fucking funded all of this like it was his money. This fucking guy, man. Oh, my God. So awful. And it took him losing his friends, his son, his company, his legacy, his money until he was left with absolutely nothing to be like, maybe what I'm doing is wrong. And even in that, like he's arguing with Senator Kelly being like. No, I had nothing to do with this. And Senator yeah. Kelly's like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, yes, you did. Like, it's like his denial is so incredible. It's realistic, though. Yeah. It's like him being like, well, it can't be my fault because I'm a good person. And I was trying to help people this whole time. And it's like, literally, no, every single character in this episode was telling like whether or not they were somebody who supports mutants or not. They kept on telling Warren senior that he is responsible for everything that's happening. And he just denies it. Okay. Like Mm -hmm. Senator Kelly tells him Warren tells him Logan and Roro tell him the fucking doctor tells him like, it's like everyone's being like, no, you are causing these things to happen. It's you, Mm -hmm. you are the problem. And even when he figures out he's the problem, He's still like, but I'm not completely the problem. And Senator Kelly's like, yeah, you are. Like, hello. Like, you helped yeah. me do this. Like, And also, you can't undo what you've done. Like, yeah. you have caused all of this. And it's you just have to live with it now because it's your fault. And, like, he just can't. He can't live with it. I mean, talk about a character where I'm like, is this guy going to jump? Like, this is a dark <laughs> episode where it's just yeah, he's like. he's standing in front of a broken window now. I it know. is like, I, I really wonder what they would have done in season two. I truly am curious because this this episode the last episode have been so good at the end of the wolverine the next one we need to go through and just tell everybody which episodes to watch and which ones not to watch because then you can have like a good show Mm -hmm. but this episode was so dark i mean this is a five for me this is like yeah it's five out of five it's not even arguable i mean like i feel like 
where do you even start in saying what's good about it? I think just even the writing was so deep in this. Like, yeah, the like, writing's great. The voice acting is really impressive and intense. Even the animation and the music like portrays the different feelings that are happening. Where like Warren's out and he's proud and it's he's beautiful, and then like this horrible tragic thing happens, and suddenly it's dark. The animation is dark and spooky and using dark tones. And like, it's a horror movie. And it's like just going back and forth between those two things. It's stuff that I loved about X-Men evolution that we're finally seeing again. And I was like, finally, there is like a lot of emotional weight to this because it's not even just Warren, like Logan's going through his trauma. Uh, Worthington senior is dealing with whatever conservative bullshit he's dealing with. I don't even know. He's just like, I mean, I liked the portrayal of him as a, as a character who truly believes he's doing the right thing. Yeah. It's really horrifying to watch that for that reason, because it's like, you're disgusted with your own child and that's, that's not your kid's problem. (laughs) I like projecting that onto him, making him hate himself because like you feel fucking ashamed of him and just because he finally doesn't hate himself anymore you're like no you need to go back to hating yourself again like damn dude he's like we got to remove the part of you that is even gay or mutant in the first place like oh you're a trans person i uh yeah we're gonna reverse that back to the way that you're supposed to be and it's like mm-hmm. fuck you dude like this guy is psychotic like it's like I, I said it right out of the gate when we opened this episode i was like, I'm like no warren's in warren's senior needs to die like there's nothing <laughs> that is redeemable yeah. about this character even though he may be figuring it out he's still not completely figuring it out because he like doesn't seem to understand that like what he does has consequence mm-hmm. he's sitting there and he's like goes through all this fucking tragedy with his son he's like wait is this happening to every single person that we're attacking and project wide awake like yeah dude it is yeah <laughs> like what? Yeah, you're fundamentally traumatizing everyone when you're doing this to them and, you know, putting them in an anti-mutant collar or whatever and removing their ability to just be a human being and not treating them equally anymore. Like, it's... Yeah. I don't even know, man. It's just I, sad. This episode is sad. There's nothing is. happy about this episode. And, like, you know, if you made it to this episode listening to us, you know, thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, You can weigh into it the way that you want to and... uh see for yourself i mean it is a kid's show so like in terms of like emotional weight like it's gonna strike you as hard or as little as it's gonna hit you but i mean we also live in a world where steven universe exists and like we'll just cry through any 10 minute given episode so (laughs) it is possible to write something with a lot of emotional weight for a kid's tv show i just kind of wish the rest of the show was as intense as this episode was Mm -hmm. i mean it feels like they really set that up with the pilot and honestly if we had skipped some of episodes in the middle then i feel like we would have been really helped by that but yeah I this know. is a show where we watch every single adaptation of the X-Men and that means every single part of it. So maybe someday we'll read that Star Trek uh, X-Men crossover book. Who knows? We probably will. Um, but we're not done talking about this episode yet because we have to talk about who's gay. The X-Men are a Obviously, Warren. I'm going to go with the guy at the very beginning, first of all, who gets kidnapped by the tank. 
Oh, he has a like, crush on Warren for sure. I forgot that guy was there already. As like nameless who? character like, number Warren? one. Are you just making a joke about Warren? Like, what's happening? I mean, also Warren's gay. Warren's gay. This version of him is absolutely gay. Like, I don't even it feel is. like that is even written to be like, oh yeah, sometimes he dates women, like he does in the comic books. Psylocke is not here. Psylocke was in one episode, and they did not see each other. So, mm-hmm. and I guess maybe some people would ship him with Aurora because they're like flying around in the sky together. But I just read that as platonic. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I did too. I didn't feel like that was like them being in a relationship Romantic. or dating. I, it yeah. really just seemed like friends that had something in common with each other that they love to do together. So I don't know. Yeah, that's how I read it too. I also read like that initial scene where the MRD was kidnapping a guy that's like a young guy Warren's age. I was kind of like, they're trying to bait him because Warren's yeah. the person they're trying to get. So they're like, Let's just kidnap these like young queer guys. And we know Warren wants to rescue people who remind him of himself. You know what I mean? Like he's even a blonde guy. I don't know. It just felt very interesting that that was kind of how they played it. And it also feels like a queer romance on top of everything else where Warren is out here saving these guys. Oh, uh, Oh my God. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I don't know. Also, I don't know. Logan and Hank are dating. I mean, That's they are in the happening. background being gay. I enjoyed that. They're the dads. They're the dads of it all, trying to be there for their wayward queer kids who they've adopted. Yep. Yep. And they're doing their best. It's tough. It's tough out there. It is. And Logan tries to have the conversation with Warren where he's like, look, I went through this too. And Warren is like, you don't understand. <laughs> and that's kind of true, but also kind of not true. But it's a very gay conversation as well, where it's like, you went through it in a different way than I did. You don't understand what I'm going through, you know? Yeah. No, I hear you. This episode was sure was something. It was. It was. Next week, we have an episode about the juggernaut. Did you see this? <laughs> Wait, what is it called? It's called Breakdown. Oh, this is like, and I think this is the one where they go back into the past and with the original five X-Men. That's what it looks like. It looks like we're going to get to see Angel with his wings back in the little screenshot here that's i mean that's kind of sad after I this know. episode it but is. like it, we're gonna see hank before he turns into blue hank Beast yeah. Hank. yeah yeah we're just gonna see muscular hank well it's just, i'm here for that that will be exciting to watch um oh liam o'brien's on this show as another character oh who else does he play nightcrawler what that's hilarious <laughs> okay thanks liam Wait. thanks for your work i i was trying to look up something up a uh, about the next episode and I saw that uh, he was playing Nightcrawler. That's amazing. Well, he's very good. Well, he does a good job because they don't sound anything like each other. Yeah, I agree. Wow. All right. I guess it's time to plug without Pluggy. He does not need to visit today. The windows are open, but oh no, it's closed. He can't come in. Good. Uh, great. Mm, it's getting cold out. Yeah, but so I don't think that closed. is something that bothers him. I mean, Probably he's a butt not. plug. Probably not. Probably not. Um. Anyway, sciencescene.net. I feel like that should oh, be yeah. our website today in honor of Mr. Sinister, folks. Also, mutantages.com. That's our other website that we also have. It goes to the same place. And on the right-hand side, what have you got? All the ways to contact us. Themutantages at gmail.com. A link to our Discord server where you can talk about how freaking sad this episode was. Yeah. Get some support from other other fellow mutants and our wonderful queer listeners. Uh, we have a voicemail inbox. It's 1508-319-1668. We also have a P.O. box where you can send us fan art, fan mail, 
tiki cups. <laughs> it's PO <laughs> Box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts, 01760. And we are all over the internet on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, TikTok, Instagram, Tumblr, where the mutant age is everywhere. And I am on those platforms too. I'm at Mitty Myers. How about you? I'm at Ryan Pagella on Twitter and Ryan.Pagella on Insta Insta. And also on YouTube and Twitch. So go hang out with me there. But more importantly, we have a YouTube channel for the Mutant Ages where we do all sorts of fun things there. We play through X-Men video games. We read unproduced X-Men screenplays. We sometimes uh, match up episodes from our episodes with the actual animated episodes. We do that. We do parodies. It's a good time. I always recommend hopping on over there and giving that channel a subscribe and sometimes I put those things on TikTok, so you can find it in multiple spots, but mm-hmm. mostly it's on YouTube. Yeah, it is. And uh, we also have all these other ways that you can support us. We've got a store. You can buy Bishop merch. Bishop, the coolest character on Wolverine and the X-Men, possibly. He'll tell you that time travel is real. He will tell you that. Um, and you can go to patreon.com slash the mutant ages and you can find all kinds of good stuff there. We just recorded a bonus episode about Thor Love and Thunder. That's probably on there by this point. You can go check that out or you can scroll back. Listen, to us talking about nope or really old marvel movies like deadpool 2 and i don't know dark phoenix we did an episode about that way back in the day with we did do an episode about that we got so many bonus episodes um so give those a listen and our highest tier patreon supporters get a shout out on the show they do Samuel B, Soren B, Zach S, my mutants (laughs) my experiments i have for you i will turn you into my beautiful children of the atom. <laughs> <laughs> They're all going to be blue. We're all yeah, going to get all gonna be blue. Like the blue, die. Um, thank you so much to those Patreon supporters. But if you can't afford to support the Patreon, we understand. We love you. We do hope that you will review the show and give us a rating because that is how people find it and share the show with your friends. Put it on your personal social media. Tell people you like it. And uh, that's it. That's We've it. done it again. We We've did done it another again. App. That's right. That's right. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening <laughs> to this incredibly tragic episode. I we'll know. see what happens next week. Who knows? It's Xavier versus Juggernaut. Probably more sad shit. Yeah, probably. It is the <laughs> X-Men. It is pretty sad. Maybe Juggernaut will finally kill Xavier and cause a time warp to happen where it's a different timeline where Xavier's dead. God. Fingers don't crossed. Get my hoots up. All right. <laughs> Bye, everyone. We'll see you next time. See you next time. The